0: Hello, welcome to episode 14 of the Ski Instructor Podcast. I haven't included 13 because it is unlucky. Um, my name is Dave Burrows. I'm a director of Snow Pro Ski School based here in the Swiss Alps. And uh, and uh, I bring you a festive edition of the podcast and one that I've been looking forward to doing for a long time. So yesterday I travelled to Majev to meet Simon Butler. Um, some of you may or may not know who Simon Butler is. But um, Simon has, is the ski instructor quite infamous I'd say now But um, he's the guy that's been fighting a legal case against the French And also the British Association of Ski Instructors um, for some time now And he's just had a victory in, um, in, in the French courts Which has uh, sort of exonerated everything uh, and Confirmed everything that he's been saying for the last um, uh, seven years or so uh, Since uh, his situation ar- arose now, Simon, I feel, has been much maligned. I look and I see on social media and uh, in, in the media uh, in general, people, everyone and their dog has got an opinion about Simon, but none have really taken the time to find out who he is and, 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 uh, and what his story is. And uh, I thought what I wanted to do, um, for the benefit of all of us, I think, is, is to have a word or have a go and have a chat with Simon. And get from him, straight from the horse's mouth, his story um, from start to finish. So that's what I've attempted to do with, with this podcast and this interview here. So what follows is my attempt to have an on-the-record discussion with Simon of exactly what went down from the moment that he was kind of first... Um, first arrested on the slopes and all of the subsequent legal battles that followed that and that's what you're going to hear in part one and my role really as I saw it is I'm not here to, to, to put opinion in I try to keep my you know, opinions and emotions out of this it's just a pure statement of fact that, or, or Simon's story a telling of Simon's side of the story um, and that's what I did, I travelled to Majev and, and, and I met Simon He'd just come off the slopes from a morning of teaching um, and, uh, and and this was the subsequent sit-down discussion that, that, that we had Now, that's going to be the first half And, and then somewhere in the middle I'm going to see you again um, And then we're going to uh, talk about what, what, what follows uh, after that um, I'd like to thank you all for listening and wish you all a Merry Christmas as well. Um, we've just blasted past about 13,000 downloads of this, uh, of this podcast across all of the series, which I think is amazing. I can't believe that many people are interested in, in, um, uh, in this, but you know, there you are. Um, yes. So I- I enjoy this one. Um, I think it humanizes Simon a little bit. Um, he's not the devil that everyone makes him out to be he's just a guy that seems to be trying to get on with his business and, um, and you know that's, uh, that's where we are so uh, here we go Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for welcoming me to Majev.
1: Simon Butler, how it's a pleasure, are you? Pleasure, Dave. Yeah, pleasure. Good to see you here.
0: The famous Simon Butler. Well, In- infamous. infamous, yeah. Infamous, which is a shame. Which is a shame. What I wanted to do with this podcast, with this episode of the podcast, there's been so much said about you, written about you, opinions of people who have never met you. It's the second time I ever met you. We met on a lift. Uh, right. when in you were Norsham.
1: racing yeah. I was just about to
0: do a Masters race you were just about to do a Masters yeah. race so I, what, what happened was listener I was um, I was standing there in the queue uh, someone says yeah, Simon like, "Oh," and something possessed me to go uh, ski, as quick as I could just to get around the queue and go next to you I said do you mind if I just come up with you so I've not met you before introduced myself and and, uh, and up we went so we had eight minutes and you told me your story and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I it. I remember it, Dave. I remember. Yeah. And the the bit that got me the most about it was not so much the the legality, but it was how it had wrecked your business operations here. Yeah. And that struck me as really, really malicious. Something horrible had gone on. Yeah. Um, I expect we'll come to that later. But that was my overriding impression. And I wished you well. And you you went on your way and you raced the Masters, and that was that was cool. Um, and hopefully we'll touch on that later because I think you know, there's more to there's more to you than meets the eye for sure. Um, that's that's my overriding impression. Um, but what I wanted to do with this podcast was I wanted to give you the opportunity to tell completely your side of the story without any spin, without any opinion from people from both sides. Let, literally, yeah. let this be a factual document of what has happened to you. And we go from there. Okay. Does yeah. that sound yeah, all right? That's, that's fine. Now, listen, for those of you that don't know, Simon Simon is quite, I'd say, infamous as a man who has taken on and recently, finally won your court case against the, the French. Um, do you want to let's start with that? So, the, what, what judgment have you just recently received from the, the, well, the French it's,
1: court? it's been a long time coming. Uh, we've just had the. A final decision from the appeal court. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, This was against a victory that we had over three years ago in the administrative court in Lyon uh, which we'd won and uh, French administration weren't happy with that result and so they appealed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fortunately we were still able to work so we didn't have to stop working uh, again so we were able to work while we waited for their appeal to come through. Uh, that appeal was only heard at the end of last season in April, actually April the 4th. And mm-hmm. um, we were told there'd be about a month before we would have that final decision. Yeah. Uh, after which there, there were no more appeals. This was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we waited a long time and I think it was just the week before last. So it was what, eight, eight or nine months Later, yeah. we finally got that decision to which uh, we won. When I say we, it's not just myself. Uh, there were several other instructors all working in our team at the time mm. at various levels from two to four. They have all won as well. So, so just
0: to interject, that's British level. So my role in this, I'll tell you this now, is I'm just going to try and keep everything straight, factual, on the, on the thing. So, and also I'll interject when we talk about levels, because there's people not just British that listen to this, they're they're all over the place. So British levels two, three Three and and four. four. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, So they all won their cases as individuals and they all have their own individual paperwork to show that. Okay. Uh, So that was, we were absolutely delighted Mm. uh, with that because while there's an appeal, even though you've won the initial case, but while there's appeal, there's a sort of cloud over it Mm. and uh, you can never be 100% sure. Uh, so we were absolutely delighted to, to receive that uh, decision, which now means we're, we're good to go, as are all other members uh, up mm. to level twos. Uh, okay.
0: And this is the big bone of contention, isn't it? That this is, the, the, this is the, 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 the advice that has been given to British Association and other associations, I guess, members before, has said that in order to work in France... You need to have ISTD Level 4 or equivalent in, in other, in other organisations, yes. plus Eurotest.
1: Absolutely. That's what you're told. That isn't the law. No. That is and this the is design. what you've just proved. Right? You've just proven it. This isn't anything new, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just because this judgement has just come out. We've known this for years. Yeah. As have uh, my association, BASI. They've known for a long time. Mm. Uh, but they've been taking their advice from the very people we've been up against in court, <laughs> okay. uh, which is unfortunate, mm. uh, and really should have been taking advice somewhere else. Now I had my advice from Brussels. Yeah, I didn't listen to what I was being told. I wanted to know what was factual. Mm. Uh, so I've been to Brussels. In fact, I've been to Brussels six times and Strasbourg once for meetings at the EU. Okay, and it was made extremely clear to me that yes if you had your level four and you had your euro test you were just free to move around straight away mm-hmm. if you didn't have that the levels prior to that level twos and threes could still work in france but they needed to go through the directive mm-hmm. yeah, which is in place and it will take a little bit longer, but you're still fully entitled to be able to come and work in France. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no one had gone through that. In fact, you know, no one had actually successfully uh, filled in their dossier and gone through the directive mm. uh, because everyone believed what they were being told, yeah. which is to go through, you have to have, as you were saying, the Euro test and, uh, and your ISTD mm. if you're on the British system, yeah. uh, which was never the case. It never
0: used to, there used to be I remember even when I got into the industry, it was only about ten years ago that you could work in France as a stagiaire, yes with a lower level
1: yeah, I believe you still can, I think other levels can still do that mm. uh, i uh, as far as I'm aware, there's a time limit to that yeah um and during that time limit, you can undergo training to achieve the uh, Eurotest test and, and the higher yeah. levels so you can become independent if you wished. Yeah, um, That's what I believe, there is a time limit on that. But to be able to work, you don't need to do that. The, the, the problem has been, people have seen it as an equivalent system, but yeah. it isn't. It's a recognition system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So you have to declare. This is how the system works in the directive. Mm-hmm. You declare yourself. The French authorities have a month, things have changed a little bit as well now because it's yeah. updated, yeah. but this is still the case. They <laughs> have t- a time limit to respond to your uh, declaration. If that time limit expires before they have actually just written back to you acknowledging your yeah. dossier, uh, that's it, you're declared, you can work. you good to go. You're good to go. Uh, but if they do write back to you and say, yes, we've received your dossier, we're now going to be reviewing it, that's fine. Mm. They then review it.
0: Just before you carry on there, so let's let's just really clarify this for the benefit of everyone who's going to be listening. If I'm a Johnny Ski Instructor and I want to come and work in France, is that for a ski school? This isn't setting up my own ski school. It's not right of establishment, that's something different. If I just want to come here and work as a ski instructor and I want to work for Simon Butler Ski School, say, all I have to do is fill in the right bit of paper declare myself. And if the French state doesn't respond within that 30 days with an objection,
1: I'm good to go. You are, yes. Uh, But if Mm. they do respond, which they are now doing, that gives them more time to review your dossier.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, when they review that, they can then state that there is a substantial difference mm-hmm. between your qualification and that of the host nation. Yeah, but they can't just say there is; they have to prove there is. Mm-hmm. They've still to this day never done that. No. Yeah. So they have to prove there is a substantial difference. And and let's remember the term substantial. Yeah. This isn't a small difference or a, you know a moderate difference. It has to be substantial. Uh, and um, once they've done that. They can either say there's a substantial difference and identify it or issue you with your car professional. Right. If they can prove a substantial difference, they then have to ask for your experience. And if you have a certain amount of experience, I'm not 100% sure what it is on the new directive, mm. which is 2013-56, uh, um, if they have, uh, if you have, as it was then, two years mm. of work that yep. you can prove, that will compensate, your experience will compensate the substantial difference in qualification. And again, they must issue you with your car professional.
0: So we we'll go back to Johnny's ski instructor example. Let's say he's worked in, uh, let's say he's gone to Switzerland and he's got three or four or five seasons under his belt mm-hmm. already. Yes and he gets offered a job by, by you in France or something like that, he can declare himself if they come back and they say, oh, no, there's a big difference between what you've got and, and, and our level. Yes. He can say, well, hang on a minute, I've been working in
2: he Switzerland for five seasons. They have to ask experience. for it. Yeah. yeah they
1: okay. have to ask for it. And right. that, if, they can, if he can prove that with the experience, mm. first of all, that they have to uh, prove that there is a substantial difference. Yeah. Uh, but if that is proven, then the experience will compensate for the um, a substantial difference,
0: yeah. and then the and same then, outcome. Yes, yeah, yeah, so the same outcome.
1: Car professional, if yeah, and only if they've proven a substantial difference, and the experience of the informer, because that's what you're doing. You're informing them. You're yeah. not requesting. <laughs> you are the informant. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. informing them. You're coming to work on the French territory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if the informant has not got the experience to compensate a proven substantial difference, then French uh, authorities can send them to the Eurotest. Yes. That's where the Eurotest comes in, Mm -hmm. at the end of the declaration process. Yeah. Unfortunately, what the French have done uh, deliberately, and unfortunately our association in Bayesley have gone along with it, is they've put the Eurotest right at the start Of the uh, declaration process, so you have to have it just to enter, uh, which is not the law.
0: Mm. Is this? Are Mm. you talk? You're talking about EU law.
1: No, this is. um, This this is
0: within French. This is French law. Law.
1: French law has been transposed from the EU law. Mm -hmm. So that's it. It's one and the same thing. So it's it's always been in place. We haven't proven anything new. Yeah, we've just we've just got. Eventually, it's taken a long time, but we've got the laws that were in place to actually come down and work.
0: So the civil servants that are running this process have effectively been doing their own interpretation of the law. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely,
1: that's what's happened. It's got muddied and clouded as it comes down from. As I explained, I I don't know if you know. I've had a meeting with Mr. Barnier Mm. um, back in 2013, but back in the EU. In, the, in that European Parliament, everything works perfectly. Mm. But as it filters down to national and regional, local, and where I am, down at the very bottom at grassroot level, it gets muddied and dirtied mm. and completely different down there compared with where it was up here. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, it's all changed conveniently.
0: Okay. okay. Now, so that, that's what has been proven over these last... Five years yes is it all right if we jump back to what got you into this what happened to get you into this this sort of five year legal battle in the first place yes so my understanding is is that you you and your qualifications are part of this um, grandfathered arrangement that a lot of instructors and <coughs> high up people within the Bayesian organisation benefited from. There was a, a group of 200 or so.
1: Approximately, I think, yeah. Uh, that instructors
0: that were grandfathered into the system, given full, uh, what would you call it, car professional equivalents or whatever, Yeah. Um, back at the signing of this agreement called the Sattolas Agreement. And, that, and you were on that list.
1: Yes, the original list, yeah. You
0: were on the original list. And uh, listener, I have seen a document today that that verifies that. Yeah. Um, so do you want to take it from there? How how did? Well, how, how did all of this situation transpire? This is just for the record, so that everybody knows that it's not just you know Simon trying to burn the establishment down just because he's that kind of guy. A situation has happened, and I want it on record so that people know.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. Basie has been. Uh you know, fantastic for me. I've loved being a member of BASEY and joining it. I was a member, in fact, I think I'm still possibly the youngest member to have passed at at a BASEY 3 level. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just 16 and a a couple of weeks, and it it was fantastic. And uh, uh, so I've gone through the BASEY system back then. It was, that was 1979. Um, So then I went to level 2, as -hmm. it was then, and then level 1. And uh, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing uh, all of those exams. And uh, when we changed from being that three, two, one system around the same time as all these uh, new uh, laws were coming into place and the Euro test and new components to our examinations were being brought in mm. uh, was when the the, the old basic ones uh, of that time were basically upgraded to the new Level 4, ISTD. And there was a list of uh, all those guys and girls that were on that, and I was on that list. Somehow, I got uh, removed from that list. I never know why, but I I know the reason I was told that. It was because um, whoever was dealing with it at the time thought that I was working in Andorra, uh, which I've never worked in Andorra, uh, and therefore didn't need to be... um, uh, given the equivalence to work in France. I'd been in France at that stage about 18 years. Okay, Uh, But that's how it happened. But the CEO at the time sorted it out and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years later he asked me to do the, uh, this was Ray Morris, asked me to take the off-piece course just to come into line, which I duly did and uh, everything was fine.
0: Mm. Okay. And so we carry on. You're running... um, so I'm sitting here in in Simon's hotel in in Mejève. Uh You have an operation here that um, presumably your guests come to ski with you, but they also stay here in the hotel, yes. as I yeah. understand it. Yeah. Um, that's quite a big operation. In, indeed, it was. you were at another hotel also yes. that you told you showed me earlier, um, and so you've been running that operation now for many years, right? Yes. Um, I, I don't how many how many years is
1: it. I've been here in Mujev now. 30, God, wow, 36 years. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So it makes <laughs> okay. me feel really old.
0: Yeah, it makes me feel really young. <laughs> the, uh, so so based on that and, that, and you've been doing the whole hotel ski thing for that entire time.
1: Yeah, I haven't been in this place. But it's built yeah. up over the years. I started with one uh, small chalet which took about 14 people mm. uh, back then, and it, it sort of evolved as my, you know, I was a young guy then and my clients were sort of that same sort of age. I've still got many of those guests who come now and they've got families and yeah, so great. it's evolved and, and you've, you know, we've evolved and improved and listened to what our guests uh, want mm. uh, and uh, we do a lot of sort of um, uh, forms which they can fill out and give us ideas <laughs> and things of where they're going and, and we sort of adapt and evolve with their needs mm. and that's how we've worked.
0: Okay. And how many people roughly are coming through your operation, sort of annually here, or at its peak? You know, before all oh, right. this difficulty.
1: Before the before the problems, we were averaging between virtually the same every year because we were full. Mm. all depending if you've got three people in a room or two people, yeah. and the rooms were full. We averaged between about sixteen fifty and seventeen hundred people a season, uh, and now we're about seven hundred just over 700 Okay. because of the, the, the problems that we've had.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, one of the seasons, you had to relocate the entire operation to, to totally, Switzerland, yeah. right? Yeah. So, okay. Um, now, so leading up to that point, you're running a super successful operation here in Megeve. You've got literally thousands of people coming here to ski with you and stay in your hotel. At what point did it, did it all kick off? For want of a better phrase, yeah,
1: we'd had uh, a few issues over the, the years and uh, with arrests. Uh, I think the, the first problems were back in the 90s, actually, uh, in places like Lisezi. I was arrested over there, uh, but generally, they all, all seem to get settled back down again. And after a week or so, and everything restored to normal.
0: What was that? Stuff in Lescaysy Four is it the same thing? Same thing. But, British but, guy uh, teaching on our slopes.
1: Well, I think back in those days, nobody really knew what the laws were. We all knew we were in Europe, but yeah. but nobody really had an idea of of what what was going on. You know, who Phil was about talked
0: it. about that. He said it was a bit in the first episode. He said it looked yeah. a bit like the Wild
1: West, which know? was understandable. Yeah. And and in all honesty, I could understand. Uh, some of the French getting upset because I can remember being over in cesi and I'm not going to name the, the companies that were there but they had a multitude of instructors who actually had I think they were leaders or they'd done an ASSI which was the artificial slope mm. qualification back in the UK uh, they didn't have a basic qualification some of them at mm. all mm. Uh, which was fairly obvious yeah. and um, you know you can you can understand them getting a bit irate about that Uh, and they come out and arrest everyone. And I sort of got caught in that big net Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, those were the initial ones, initial problems. But moving forward, uh, we had some big problems in 2013 uh, when we were all arrested in 2014, when we were actually locked up. I I spent uh, two days in, uh, in the police custody uh, a night in jail, mm. and yeah, it really. And then we were stopped. We had uh, an arrest put on us. Uh, so if we had on the skiing up, or the hotel on the, ski, on the skiing on the skiing track, we had turned back up on the slopes with anyone. Mm. They would then lock us up uh, indefinitely. Right. So yeah, well, that, that that was it. Everything ceased.
0: So back in let's say 2013. Yeah. So we go back to that one. Now, the the circumstances that led up to that. Was it was it a surprise? Because I'd heard literally that that at that point, this is only what I'd heard, um, that Basie had issued you your license, but it did not have this little stamp that it needed to have on it. Yeah, the and then conveniently the the following days, weeks, months, you know, the the police came. Now what what. Is, is there any truth to that? What What was the, the story of all this stuff leading up to 20, 2013? Okay. Well, Why did it all happen then?
1: In Actually, in 2013, we were all arrested. And I was released because back then I did have the MOU stamp. Oh, right. Because it was issued. That was the first year the MOU stamp was, was there, Memorandum of Understanding. What about the me. others? No, the others been... didn't. Right. They didn't have that. Uh, well, one other did, mm-hmm. because they were a level four. So yeah. one other did, and that was fine. And I was arrested, taken down to the police station, had my uh, license, showed the stamp. I was let go. Okay. I was released. It, it worked, did its job. Mm. Um, the others didn't, and uh, and they were detained. And But they were released uh, whilst inquiries were taking place. Fortunately, this happened sort of late, mid to late March. Mm. So we were able to complete that season. Yeah. Um, And then, following that, the following season is where I had linked up with uh, Jean Yves Mm Laperre, who you may know, and uh, who is an absolute expert in this field. 100%. Yeah. And uh, we went to see him, had meetings there. I also had meetings at the EU in Brussels to find out exactly what was. The, mm. the, the legal requirements and that's when our dossiers for each individual were created mm-hmm. and I'm telling you they're quite substantial
2: I would imagine you know, they're quite big by
1: yes they're <laughs> quite big and um, you know we don't miss you know dotting an i crossing a t mm. if uh, French authorities can actually refuse your dossier for anything they will do so yes You know, anything, you know, the line's not quite right. So Mm. we get it done by an expert and that was Jean-Yves. So he produced uh, dossiers for each individual, Mm -hmm. all of us. And they were all um, filed that summer in the 2013 so that we would not have this problem again. We've got clarity from the EU, from Monsieur Barnier's team, who was French commissioner at the time and his team, Mm. what the legal situation was. So we've done it. We've done it to the letter and, um, and we followed it through. But it was then that following season is when they've come down really hard mm. and arrested a lot of us uh, right in the middle of half term. Ooh. I was uh, sitting on a chairlift at the time with guests either side of me and I had eight gendarmes, no, sorry, five gendarmes and three civil servants around me. Uh, They were going to put handcuffs on me, but of course I was very willing and Mm. friendly and happy to go with them. And so that wasn't necessary Mm. and uh, taken down to the nearest road and put in a police van with the sirens blazing and whisked off at high speed uh, (laughs) to Mgev police station where I was locked up.
0: Amazing. Now at this point, so so you declared yourself at uh, 2014 season. Yes. When your license came, so the licensing gets done by Baysy and everyone gets sent out this little card with a license yes. on it. At the start, so that would be for the 2013-2014 season or 2014-2015 yes. season? That
1: would have been for the 13 yeah, 14 season, the mm-hmm. following
0: season. Now I'd heard that your card didn't come through with the MOU stamp that season.
1: It didn't, but what happened, um, as had happened the year before on other seasons, uh, my card actually for some reason comes through a bit late. Oh, uh, and okay. so I've never worried about it I mm-hmm. know it's always going to be there I've paid my subs so I'm not you know that mm. concerned and um has happened this season after I was arrested I showed my previous year's card mm. and they said no where's your this year I said well it hasn't arrived yet but you can see I've got everything mm. you know it's, it's just due to arrive um so I actually picked up the phone and called the Bayesley office and I spoke to um God, it, was, it was an acting CEO, Stephen Burke, I think it was at the time. Right. And I said, Oh, could you please send me the, uh, my new um, license? I'm desperate for yeah, it with, with, my, with my stamp, please, yeah. because I've been uh, controlled on the slopes and I need, the, my, need to show my up-to-date mm. uh, license. Mm-hmm. And I was told uh, that uh, it would be sent, but there was no stamp going to be attached to it. I said, well, why is that? He said, well, you're not, in, you're not entitled to it. I said, well, I am entitled to it. I'm a level four. the year before, right? I said, and I've had it the year before. He said, and I can remember. He said, have you? I said, yes. Yeah, I've had it the year before. What are you doing? Right. And he said, "Ah, oh, um, I didn't know that. He said, I'll, I'll go and find out. Anyway, so that took several days. I'm now locked up. Mm. Um, I get out a couple of days later and I receive a letter from Dave Renouf telling me that I'm not going to be getting my uh, MOU stand because um, I'm not entitled to it as I haven't taken the Euro test. So, as you can imagine, I'm uh, confused, very confused, very yeah. unhappy, wondering how all my other colleagues have got it who haven't done the Euro test, including Mr. Renouf himself. Mm-hmm. And um, I phoned them up. I said, What's going on? And they said, Oh, you haven't done the Euro test. I said, No, that's right, I haven't. I said, I passed. 16 years before it was in existence. Hmm. What are you doing? I said, I've been arrested. I just need that and everything's resolved. Hmm. Uh, no, they said, no, it won't be coming. You're not entitled to it and uh, you won't be getting it. You didn't receive the exemption. I said, well, well, I did receive the exemption. I said, I've got it in writing from Mr. Morris hmm. uh, back in, God, 2001, two, whenever it was. Uh, But anyway, the long and the short of it was that they weren't going to issue it to me and I had to bear the consequence of uh, not having it. Uh, So that was the first I heard of not having the MOU stamp. It was, Mm. you know, after I was arrested. There was no warning prior to the season starting or even in the early part of the season starting. This is February, Mm. February the 26th, actually, um, after I'd been arrested. And although I'm jumping on a little bit, what was very upsetting is that in court, um, Basie had to reveal their evidence and they had to reveal to my uh, legal team a letter that Mr Renouf had written to his French counterpart in January of that year, Mm. telling them that Mr Butler wasn't going to be receiving an MOU stamp and hope this helps you with your inquiries. So I felt, really set up. Uh, and I did mention that in court. I felt like, uh, and i quoted, I felt like I was being thrown to the lines. It's so hard I had to no- draw
0: when you see that. It's hard to draw any other conclusion,
1: isn't it? Very much so. You know, I had no knowledge that the, the, the stamp wasn't going to be issued to me. Uh, but before I was told, the French authorities were told. Yeah. Which doesn't, it doesn't sound right to me.
0: Okay. So we're going to... We're going to come back maybe to that later on, because I think that's really interesting to, to members of the British organisation is to is to the de- if we're allowed to talk about it, the details of your your court case with them. The what whilst you were arrested that second time, this sort of dramatic arrest thing that you know, if this is a small mountain village, so presumably everyone knows everyone, and, and yes. you know you know the the, the gendarmes in, in the way that. that all these mountain villages work, didn't need to be that dramatic, I guess, but the what happened then to the rest of your instructors who didn't have this or previously have the MOU, MOU stamp on their thing? Um, you know the guys yeah know, the, other, you know, the other the other the level 2 and 3s
1: yeah. yeah well they were all stopped as well and hmm. i was i was actually in the same boat as them because i didn't have the stamp so it's that
0: despite their declaration yeah
1: despite their declarations
0: and their declarations had been done and they hadn't received a response within the required some of them had right. some of them hadn't okay.
1: um and it was the, all of them at level 2s and 3s they were all given the same response, the ones that received it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was that their level two, uh, was there was a substantial difference. Now, that was the same uh, letter. It was literally a copy-paste same letter Mm. to even the guys that had level threes. They were told their level twos weren't. So it was just a standard thing that went out. And some of them didn't receive anything at all. Um, okay. So you know, according to the law, they are that they're, they're, they're good to go. But this is how it was, and they were coming down hard. And I can remember being taken in and out of my uh, cell at the uh, at the police station from downstairs to be interviewed. Mm. And I walked past a room which was ajar, and there was a huge board with all of our photographs on it. Locations where to look, <laughs> the areas where we would might be, oh uh, what we'd be wearing, pictures of us. What? It was a it was a well planned, well thought out uh, hit Good on Lord. us, and at the worst possible time of the year, as you can yeah. imagine, in the middle of half term. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they knew just what they were doing. But the other guys, just like me, that was it. We couldn't work. That was the even
0: the, so. So even those other guys who were at the slightly lower level, yes, yeah. they had you had. You had done the declaration. Some of it had come back, and presumably your lawyer had gone back and said, "Well, these guys have X amount of experience."
1: Well, no, that, we hadn't even got to that stage. Okay, you see, hadn't even got to, and it still never has got to the stage of them asking for our experience. That hasn't happened. We were simply stopped, mm-hmm. and there was a, a document from the préfet, uh, Mr. Bobo, who is the the préfet, just stating an arrest. Right. So there is no going back. We cannot set foot on the slopes and, and teach anyone. Okay, That was it. Mm-hmm. We then had to go through a legal process to prove that we were correct and that we were legal. We had to start that process, so that, which we did.
0: So that's the next stage. So you're there you are, February half term, hotel full of people, no one to teach them. Um not an instructor to be found anywhere in Mejeev. Well I did uh,
1: manage to find uh, instructors, Um, we actually uh, used uh, some of my instructors who'd worked with us in the past, Mm. had formed some of them set up their own operations and things and I was able to employ uh, some other instructors. Um, there, you know, I would, wasn't going to let the guests that we had down, no. and uh, whatever it took, I was going to I was going to make sure that they had their their yeah. sessions each day. Okay. So I was able to get out and, and just about get things together. Yeah. I had to get a lot grand. of French independence and things like that, which wasn't great. No. Uh, but we got through it.
0: Okay, now, so then what happens after that? Because then it goes legal. You have to presumably defend yourself. Yeah. against this legal process that's been launched against you. Yeah. Um, where does it go from there? How does it... Well, what happened there, we,
1: we had a case to answer from mm. French administration after our arrest because they had to take us to court, mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> which was a criminal court, mm-hmm. in Bonneville. And uh, that was at the end of the season, uh, late April. Uh, I wasn't allowed to leave the country. Uh, I had to... Uh, Stay here in Mijev. I had to mm. sign in at the police station uh, every Saturday morning wow. uh, to sign in. I was honestly treated like yeah, I yeah. don't know somebody that committed murder. Really? I wasn't even allowed to return home, and I'd requested at the gendarmerie, and they apologized for it because I know these lots of these guys. will play football with them. You know, they're just doing their job. But I had one of my guests, a friend of mine who died, mm. and I wasn't even allowed to return back for the day for a funeral. That's how bad it was. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that, that, it was an awful time. And uh, as you can imagine, it put a lot of stress and strain and, and mentally wasn't, a ve- wasn't very good. So I, I wasn't allowed to leave the country, even at the end of the season, when everyone was packing up and heading back Yeah. Home. I had to stay here and wait for the court case. Uh, which I did. At the same time, my legal team had already um, applied to the administrative court mm-hmm. in Lyon for our case, which is to review our dossiers, to, mm. to, to confirm that we were legal, that everything we had done was correct, which is the result we've just recently mm. had. That's how long it's taken. Oh, I yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so... Um, uh, that, was, that was ongoing. We had to wait for that. In the meantime, we had the court case in Bonneville at the end of the season. Uh, I was found guilty very quickly. I was given a, a, a sentence of uh, six months, or it was so many days, but it was equivalent to about six months jail time, right. uh, which was a horrendous thought. Mm. And uh, so I immediately, um, uh, my legal team put in an appeal straight away so that I didn't have to go and serve that
0: that was just for you or for the others too just for too? me
1: because i was the the others were all found guilty as well but they weren't given any jail time
0: but were they is it because they were working under your umbrella yes yes so as the responsible person i'm the responsible person and yes. you get it in the neck which yes. is yeah that's that's uh that's my understanding that's right. too
1: so they were all okay. they, they were all back in the uk now Yeah. and uh, uh i was here and then after that case uh, the appeal went in, and then I was given—you know—I was then allowed to leave the country, uh, but I had to then a- go back for the appeal, which was in Chambry later that year.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so this finds you somewhere in the middle of twenty fourteen. Yes. Um, okay, responsible for for that that's gone on. Did you actually spend any time in the the, the jail, or was it was it Two sort days. Of the first Okay. Crikey. Um, and then fair play to you, by the way. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, you're a bit shy, yeah. I, I'm just ski teaching, ski teaching, man. I know. Uh,
1: you can't believe it,
0: yeah. There you are, 2014. You've appealed your case, you've got to go back to Chambury to the court there. Yes. What, what happens then?
1: Well, do you know, I, was de- I had the legal team, I was working very closely with Jean-Yves, mm-hmm. Philip Planes, and, uh, you know, I was very confident in their abilities and their knowledge, mm. and having also been to the EU uh, and found out for myself mm. directly, I was very confident that we were actually following the, the legal route.
0: It's true, I mean, I've also spoken to Jean-Yves separately um, on other unrelated matters, and you know, he's extremely convincing in what he says and what he believes. And, he, you know, he can tell you anything to do with the procedure and what's actually mm-hmm. supposed to be in place. But it's another step entirely for you to actually go there and verify it for yourself yes. to make sure that that is, you know, he's not just saying that. No, and it's not you know it's true no, I
1: wanted to follow that through as well mm. myself so what as you say very convincing mm. but I wanted to find that out and I did mm. um, what it needed uh, and I didn't I wasn't somebody wanting to put myself up as the full guy no, really, no at all you're right it was just the situation I was in but what oh, they happened? force
0: you into this situation absolutely that's the problem yeah and that's the thing that a lot of people don't get you know whoever engineered this situation that you found yourself into. It's, it's silly, really. You I, think yeah, about it, it's yeah. silly. The amount of money it's cost. Yeah. All for a little badge on, yeah. a, on a thing. I know. You issue that,
1: it's and all also, right. We, I'm not actually as operating as a separate ski school. We only take and ski with the people that we bring out here. You're effectively a club. Yeah, we're not doing anything else. And I have no intention, never have had, of going anywhere else. Mm. I've been just here. You know that that was it.
0: <laughs> no one to find you. You know,
1: I don't. <laughs> I don't have any. You know, I still don't want to go anywhere else. I'm happy here. Mm. We're only taking the people that we bring out on holiday with us. We're not out there touting for business yeah. from anywhere else. Yeah. You know, it, it was madness.
2: Mm.
0: We talked to Scott about that because he runs a business exactly like that. Um, which was, you know, he he takes guests to different ski resorts, yeah. skis with them there, and you know, he just does the declaration process when he gets there, and it's okay yeah. for a certain number of days, and that's that, yeah. Okay, all right. So there you are, 2014, Chambéry Appeals Court. What, what what happens at that? Well, at what that happened point? there,
1: uh, which was very interesting. I think initially, they thought that maybe I might just go away and never return. Mm-hmm. Um, but that 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 wasn't going to be the case. Uh, I, I felt that they I was being intimidated and bullied, mm-hmm. and uh, that's never going to work. I'm not going to accept that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did put everything behind. Uh, this case yeah. uh, but you know myself and financially I put everything because I believed in it and I, I was confident that we were following that legal path correctly yeah. uh, so we turned up at Chambly Court and we pleaded our case and the judge there uh, was actually very good in the fact he didn't find in our favour but he didn't find in the administra- administration's favour either he wanted to wait until the higher court in Lyon, the administrative court, where we were waiting for our case, mm. um, he wanted to find out what that decision was going to be. And he was going to base his decision on that. On that decision. On that decision, which was sound. Yeah. He came out of there thinking, well, this is, this is good. You know, sensible, this, is, right? this is sensible. Yeah. Unfortunately, it still left me in a position where I couldn't work. Yeah. Because yeah. the uh, the arrest was still in place. Yeah. Um, so, but at least we left there with um, you know some hope and you know thinking. Well, actually, this they are actually going through the right process here.
0: And the administrative court was the one that is making the decision on the dossiers that you'd sent in. Yes,
1: it's based purely on the law. Okay. You know, they're not interested in someone's desire to do a Euro test or mm. somebody else wants you to do this or some little local. Yeah. They're not interested. It's, it's just, just straightforward. What is the law?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's okay. it. So there you are. So that is when? Late on autumn 2014. Yes, that was 2014. Uh, so 2014 2015 season is approaching. Yes. You've still got the business running. You're taking bookings, presumably, still. Yes. What, what what do you do with your operation that year?
1: Well, we still we were still here. We had to close down one of the hotels, mm-hmm. which was you know just desperate for for yeah. me a yeah. huge loss financially, and uh, we had to walk away from that.
0: Was that because you needed the funds to, to, to absolutely. cover off all of the other had stuff? I to
1: have funds to cover all the other things. Yeah. Um, so that was, a, that was an enormous loss. I had a, a, a lot of commitment financially in that. Not only that, but it
0: limits your capacity to, to this one hotel, yes. right? Yeah, so the other one so that you're bigger. just denying the right, well, denying people the opportunity to ski.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, I had two uh, ISTDs who worked alongside me who had got there. Uh, MOU stamps mm-hmm. and car pros. Uh, so they were here, and we brought in uh, another couple. Uh, so they were able to hold the, the fort here, mm-hmm. uh, whilst I took uh, three, two other members, so it was three of us in total, over to Switzerland, mm-hmm. where we had no problem at all setting up. Yeah. Filled in our work permits and we were able to work there uh, alongside an international school in Cra Montana, which was somewhere I knew well. And we took clients over there, Mm. and that's where I I based myself that season. Okay. Which was a. We talk about the financial costs, uh, but the the costs that was. to my family because yeah. they were based here and my young children. Right there. When I'm having to go over there. It's a long was, way to crown from here. It immense yeah. and uh, that was awful. I think I mentioned that to you when I sat with you on the mm. chairlift. I'm having to knit between both. It's awful,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I'm, um, yeah, okay. And so you muddled through that season. Yes. And you're still waiting at this point for that administrative court to still make its decision. Still waiting
1: for that administrative court decision.
0: Okay. Um, when does that eventually come?
1: Three years. Later. What? Three years.
0: Wait, so all of this time? All you've that, just been waiting?
1: No, that's, yeah. From oh. when, we heard, when we heard the case, yeah, but we had to wait for three years to have the case heard. Oh, come on. No, three years. So I couldn't work for three years.
0: That's that's what's been happening all this time? Yeah,
1: yeah. Not up to now. Yeah. That was back then. So okay. So from 2014, 15, okay, 15 16, yeah. Right. So um, I, I based myself in cran but flitted between the two. And I, I just couldn't do that another year and be no. away from the family for two that no, long. No, no. So I didn't do it the following season. So yep. I just stayed here. Um, I went and skied around with some of the, the guests, just free skied. Mm. And what, what the, the main thing that I was able to do was they couldn't stop me skiing with my kids. Yeah. So I was able to really focus on them mm-hmm. and get out training with them, you know, setting gates and uh, mm. training, you know, GS and slalom and doing all that race training with them, which was fantastic. Yeah, so great. in that respect, yeah. it was great. But what was so um, difficult was uh, just saying cheerio to the guests because I love I love being out there teaching. absolutely yeah, yeah. love it. Yeah. I'm passionate about yeah. it. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And um, that's what I was missing. Mm. And not being able to do that, going out on the slopes, sorting out, you know, who's with who and saying yeah, cheerio yeah. and off they go, yeah. uh, was pretty tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I, I buy that. I, if you're really, I, I agree. With you. I'm coming to the same same thing with my own uh, ski school in that I think I'm having to, just to keep up with the, 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 the admin and the growth yeah, and stuff. Like yeah. you've yeah. got to take, you've got to, sometimes take a step back. And these last few days I've been over in, in Villa and uh, actually doing this kind of other role, which is quite cool. You sort of just go around, shake people's hands, kind of yeah. make feel good, meet and greet people, meet all the, you know, the restaurant owners and yeah. see people you see on the slopes. It's quite nice actually. It's very nice and yeah. it's an important
1: part yeah. of the job. Yeah. But um, if it's just that, for me, I'm, I like doing all of that, but when you can't do yes. what you really yes. want to do, yeah. you know, just teach and, you know it. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I want to do. Mm. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, but anyway, we got through it. Yeah. And um, we finally had the the judgment uh, from the French administrative court in Lyon after yep. the three years, which was our victory. We won.
0: OK, um,
1: great. That was all out there. We won. Fantastic. And that Everything. that's
0: in 2017, 16, 16,
1: 16. OK, so we've won and that's it. Everything that was said about us. And the, the legalities of why we were stopped were all overturned, mm-hmm. squashed, yeah. And we'd won. We were back on the slopes. It was fantastic that, that season. So that
0: was for 20, So you won, That was in twenty sixteen. So you are on the slopes again then for sixteen, 16 17, seventeen season. Yes. Right. right. Fantastic. Great Such a relief. Okay.
1: And yeah, happy days. And that
0: was just straight up victory. No straight appeal. Up. No, they did appeal. Oh, they did appeal. Right. <laughs> they did appeal. Of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: They appealed... They decision. being the French, French state. administration. Mm, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was appealed. Just because anybody, uh, whoever it is, or an organisation, just because there's an appeal, actually doesn't mean that your judgment has been overturned. Right. It, that judgment is still in place. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is the decision. All that meant is we weren't going to get issued with any paperwork to say, uh, yes, here's your car pro.
0: Oh, so it's a way of them blocking the actual papers. Yes. Yeah. But
1: nonetheless we had the decision and we had those court papers on us Mm -hmm. so um, one of my instructors came back who had been arrested just one the others were still very concerned when when you've been arrested in in that way we were they're very concerned about it and understood and and also we'd had a couple of seasons now working with our uh, we have a, a Chat from Austria and the Slovenia who have got uh, their MOU stamps and CARP pros, mm-hmm. and it was working nicely, and so we just kept it like that. Yeah, uh, and I was back on the slopes, and uh, yeah, it was fine, but again, we had uh, this cloud hanging over us with this appeal, mm. um, but we were able to work, so all the time that was okay.
0: And what happens with the yeah. other criminal case? Because he, you said to me earlier that he was going to take his. Um Reference from the administrative case. What oh, happens to that? Is that just sitting there no, doing anything?
1: I tell you, there's so many things going on. Well, this is why I'm here. I'm and, uh, the. I'm the it's difficult, yeah. maybe, for people to keep up with it. You know, I, I know this inside out. Yes. You know, this has been my life, unfortunately, for several years.
0: What I try uh, to do with the podcast is I try to put myself in the in the in the shoes of the listener. Yes. So I'm imagining, you know, a version of myself sitting in my car, thinking I would want to. Say well, what happened to that? Yes, you yeah. know. So I'm trying to be that person. So, so
1: what happened to that? <laughs> which was extremely important. The appeal court in Chambry, because I've still got this criminal conviction yes. hanging over my head with yeah. a six-month jail sentence. Yeah. yeah which so I. So if haven't you got go up on
0: of. the slopes again and you're arrested for teaching, yes. you are going directly to jail. Yeah. That will be the yeah. But it would I go.
1: can now because we've won at the higher court. Right. And everything's been quashed. But this uh, this. Uh, other court in Chambry, with our initial appeal on our criminal yeah. charges, is still going on. Okay. and what happened? We would go back literally every six months, yeah, and the judge would ask, Okay, have we got the decision from the administrative court yet? Mm-hmm. And we would say, No, we still haven't had it because remember, I said it took three years, yeah to, to, for that okay, so mm. we went back there and you, uh, you may find this amusing. (laughs) We went back there several times, and on each occasion we said no, both parties, French administration ourselves, no, we haven't had that decision yet. The judge, and it's the same judge every time, would say, okay, we will postpone until this date. And it Mm -hmm. was usually another six months. Yeah. And uh, we got uh, back on the the one but last occasion, And we've turned up at Chambry for the date and it was a different judge. And both parties asked, you know, what had happened. Yeah. And the previous judge has gone on so long, he's just retired. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) I know he's retired and there was a new judge. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So this is on this case. So the new judge just came in Mm. and said, uh, well, I'm not going to wait for the administrative court. You're all guilty. Oh. And that was it. End of story. Okay. However, we've already got a victory at a higher court.
0: Now, is there a ranking in courts in France? Yes, is that how it works? Yes,
1: there is. this like first instance, second instance. So
0: so he can't say that.
1: Yeah, so, th- so the, the, the courts we were at were Bonneville and then Chambry, Lyon, and then obviously Paris. Mm. You know, you're know, you going up yeah, yeah, and up uh, the that's street. the highest court. So court of Cassation is right up there, yeah. Paris. Um, so what happened, that file... From this judge's decision in Chambry Mm. um, was sort of countered the higher court's decision. So my lawyer sent it to the court of cassation in Paris. Mm. um, Where where it happened a little quicker, where the judge in Paris at court of cassation sent it back and said, You've made an error here, okay, sort it out and get it right. (laughs)
0: Okay,
1: so that all went back, yeah. Uh, but it, it went back to Lyon. Then yeah. uh, we've then had the uh, appeal from French administration on the winning decision we'd had. Are you with this now so far? I'm,
0: I have to say I was zoning zoning out a little bit. No, <laughs> keep going, keep going.
1: Yeah. So we'd, that that case came up this year in April. What? Yeah, only this year. Oh, right. Their appeal was heard. Okay. Yeah, their Finally. appeal was heard. Yeah, we've been working those three years. Yeah. Afterwards, no problem because we'd won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now their appeal is being heard. April, mm-hmm. April the fourth. So at the end of the, you know, towards the end of the season. So I'm there, and we've we put our our uh, case together, and um, that went very very well. Mm. And even with my limited French, I yeah. did understand that that it, it went pretty well. And uh, anyway, we left, and um, the the court reporter I remember even recommended to the judge at that case that the first decision was sound mm. and should be upheld. And we were told uh, one month for the decision. Mm-hmm. So we've waited our our one month. Nothing. In fact, mm-hmm. we're now back in the UK. This is this just this summer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. doing all our things. I've had a bloody. Hit replacement and all yeah. these things have gone on and we finally get that decision um, because the the i'm sorry to go back to another court case mm-hmm. but the one where the paris judges sent it back yes that's now come up
0: that's the criminal one yeah
1: that's the criminal one yeah. where the initial judge was waiting and the new judge found it guilty yeah it's come back to there that case has come back up and the judge there has said where is the administrative court's decision on the French appeal? Mm. Where is it? You've been waiting eight months. And we said, We know. <laughs> you know, we don't know. You're telling where. me something yeah, I know. We're desperate yeah. for it. Yeah. He said, Right, I want both parties to write to the administrative court to get this decision mm. because we need it. We need this appeal to their appeal we decision. We need that
0: decision to make the, yeah. the, the administrative decision to make the criminal decision.
1: Yes. Fine. Yeah. So Both parties have wrote. My lawyer's been writing to them regularly, phoning them. Um, But anyway, lo and behold, a couple of weeks ago, bang! This is all that. When this has happened, um, that we've received that decision, Mm. Uh, an unequivocal victory for us. From for so their
0: appeal kicked out, or their
1: appeal lost.
0: Fine, done.
1: Original decision upheld. They can't appeal an appeal. It's finished. That's it. It's finished. Finally, done. And uh, as I've mentioned earlier, each individual, so it wasn't just on on mass, myself, Mm. we're all named separately. We all have our own uh, judgment individually, all victorious, all one.
0: Now, I'm going to put a pause on the administrative decision. How does that affect the criminal decision?
1: Right. The criminal decision is now based on this decision. That's yeah. what they've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. So we actually still have to go through the formality of turning up in February okay. to that, to have them...
0: And the man says, this is all rubbish.
1: Yes. To, to, okay. to, well, he's going to now take that administrative court decision. Okay. That's what he's.
0: But doing. that's just effectively a rubber stamping exercise. Abs-
1: Absolutely, the main court, which is the higher one, mm-hmm. has already made that decision. It's okay. a stronger decision than at the first instance court.
0: Now, jumping back to the administrative decision, so your dossiers, of them being after so many years, have all been recognised in effect as valid.
1: Well, they they have been. Um, they're still live. Our right. original dossiers. Oh, right. We're not actually having to um, enter another one no. uh, because all of us produce those dossiers back in you know, yep. 13, 14, as, as I said. So they are all still live and current. In fact, if we were to produce another one, it would nullify those and they'd Probably start again, which we don't want to there. do. <laughs> we do not want to do that. So that those are our dossiers. They're still alive. They're still in process. We're still waiting to receive them. I've been waiting for a dossier from back in... You know, two thousand and one. Mm. Um, you know, it's been in there about nineteen years. <laughs> um, but we're all still waiting. For and
0: then, what will happen? So, the, the outcome of this—if—if if there's no real reason, then why you will not be sent your car professional in the post?
1: No, our uh, lawyer has written to them. He's actually given them a time limit. Wants them within, you know, the month. Really. Um, will
0: you report back to us when it drops yes. on the desk? Not if, only for if, you. But for the, for the And I'll get you on the phone and we'll, we'll slip it into another podcast. Yeah, absolutely. When that, that document is there, please let me know. Absolutely. Because I want people to believe that this is real. And the only way that they'll believe is that the whole process that yeah. is seeing is believing. And I used to say that, I think it was to your guy, Alex. And this is when I was, uh, Alex Casey. Yes, yeah. He's quite shook up by this whole thing. Oh, very much. Um, yeah. Hi to Alex if you're there. And, um, and I was, I used to be on the other side of the fence. I'd be like, no, this guy's not, he's a bad guy, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but and I would just say say the same thing to him. I said, if you, you know, you think you're in the right, you let me know. Let me see it when you get it and then so let's do that let's agree to do absolutely. that
1: absolutely i um, don't i doubt it to be honest with you I, you don't I think guess, it'll arrive well no i don't think they will at, at this stage but we have something that's actually stronger than that
0: yeah you've got your court decision i've got right? my court decision. decision you know yeah.
1: rubber stamp from the leon court mm. uh, and serve all the other guys so that's what um, uh, i'm going to be carrying around with me mm. um, this season so yeah I'm, yeah i'm perfectly happy with that uh, yeah
0: but so, it would be nice to see, it like would say be nice because that, be that would nice. be a real climb down, wouldn't it, for the, the civil yes. servants on the French side, yeah, too? Yeah, very much so.
1: Not so, well, for me, yes, as well. Although, you know, I do have it, you know, and have been a long time in ISTD, so I mm. should have had it anyway. Yes. But certainly, I think the big thing mm. um, is for the other guys at the, yeah. at the three yeah, and yeah. two yeah. level, for them to get that. Uh, they've got their court papers, so they can, they can come back and they can start working in France again. Mm. They can do that. But if they could actually receive that uh, cart pro, yeah. that would be fantastic. Uh, and then that could be out there for everyone to, to do.
0: Wow. Well, okay. Now, while we're on that subject, there's a sort of another one that runs parallel to it, wasn't it? Because you were in, also in court, and you must have paid lawyers, I can't imagine how much no, money. I don't like to think about I, it. I wouldn't think about it. <laughs> um, well, in fact, I know the price because I've seen the other hotel. Yes. So I've seen the size of it, and uh, I know roughly how much you spent on lawyers. Exactly. But um, you were running another court case parallel, which you were in legal action with the British Association of Ski Instructors. Yes. It's uh, it's raining hard here in the in the Swiss Alps. Um, we've got a bit of a storm cycle going through, and 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 as of today where I live, it's rain it's falling as rain. But uh, I imagine a bit higher up, it's it's pretty snowy. Um, hopefully up the road, and, and our ski season really is kicking off now. It's kicking off in earnest, and we've got plenty of work to get through. Um, but I think my guys are going to get pretty snowy in the next few days. Uh, so we'll be taking on Pete Gillespie's um, uh, advice, and you know, can can these guys get some decent sessions done when it's uh, when it's hammering down with snow. Um, I've got another formation day of my uh, my ski school uh, on the Monday, which can be great to get all the team together and, and ski. And I've got some amazing skiers on my my my, um, my team this year, uh, having seen them work and 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 um, and ski already. So uh, very much looking forward to to this season. Um, I thought that it's a real really illuminating interview. Uh, this first half that we've just listened to. Um, and I, you know, like I say, I think it's really, really important that Simon gets to, to, to give you a complete account of what's gone down. Um, and, you know, I'm still, still sure I was talking to, to a friend of mine, Dave, about this this morning. Hi, Dave, if you're listening. Um, is, you know, I still can't believe that a guy has spent a couple of days in prison just, you know, for 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 ski teaching. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, in the second half, we carry on and we talk about um, Simon's court case against the British Association of Ski Instructors. Um, and how that, that went down. Um, we also talked then about, um, which I think it's very important that we try to try to find out a little bit more, a bit, a bit more about Simon as a, as a person rather than just, um, uh, you know, just him court cases and endless court cases that he's gone through. So, uh, we talk a little bit about family and his master's racing. And, um, and then at the end, we talk a little bit about, you know, this process that he's gone through this declaration process and where to find it and and what I will do as I promised is I will put in the notes uh to this podcast um where you can find um where you can find Jean-Yves and uh and get that 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 um declaration process going if you're British and you're, you're keen to do that um so uh those will be in the show notes and uh and yeah, we'll go from there. So, uh, enjoy the second half of the podcast. Um, and I, well, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, prosperous um, 2020. And uh, yeah, in, in, enjoy the ski season. I'll speak to you soon. All right, so part two or the next the next bit here that we, we're going to talk about. So in concurrence with that, you've got, or concurrently with that, you've got another court case going in Scotland. Yes. With the British Association of Ski Instructors. Yes. Did you bring that or did they bring that? No, I brought that. You brought that. Now, what, what were the circumstances that led... We've already talked about your mysterious vanishing MOU. Yes. What else led up to this, this moment well, that, where, firstly, where you end up taking the British Association to court?
1: Yeah, well, I, uh, it, it was a strange one um, right. because uh, it was something you know, I, had to, I had to think about because I didn't want to do that, but no. I had to get my MOU stamp. Hmm. And Basie, who were issuing it to me previously, now not issuing it to me. That, I needed them to issue it to me. And having asked them multiple times, uh, including, as when I said earlier, uh, when I was uh, just out of jail, mm. uh, which would have stopped all those proceedings, they refused to give it to me. Mm. And uh, so really, had very little choice as that was concerned, because I needed to have it. Uh, otherwise, I couldn't work. Mm. You know, I had to have it. Yeah. And I was entitled to it. And uh, the other one was at... Um, the AGM, uh, later on that year, in fact, it was in the autumn, I think. Of what, what uh, of that year? year? that's 2000, mm. where are we? 2014? Yeah. 2014. Um, and where was that? That was in London at the ski show. Basie you had a, an AGM there. Um, uh, was it an AGM or an, um, just a general meeting? Oh, one mm. or the other. But th- there was a meeting there. And um, I was told to leave that meeting.
0: Did As you a, deliberately go there to... To, to make this point, or you know, to, to say this is what's happened to me, well, you know, no, or you just happened to be there.
1: They knew what would happen to me and I actually try to get to as many, uh, especially AGMs meetings as possible. If if the if I can, uh, mm. I will go there. Uh, just to go. Just to go. I, I go not to, to kind
0: of bang. No, I've been to many meetings agenda. where I've
1: said nothing. I go to many meetings where I'll say a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if there's things to be said. Um, but uh, no I was going there for that meeting to want to know the reasons uh, why uh, there were other points as well but why I wasn't being issued with my MOU stamp? I was going to be bringing that point up at the end what the criteria was yeah. what's the criteria for it um,
0: What in, in, in previous years have you been going to AGMs or EGMs or, what, or meetings whatever and trying to put Across this point that is contrary to, to to everything that they say about yes you know have you been saying you know you've been having your hand up going this isn't true you need this and the other
1: yes. Yes, I have. Okay. I've made several points at meetings. At, you know, my very f- first time when after I'd had meetings in Brussels, mm. and this is like a revelation to me. You know, this is totally opposite to what my association has been telling us. Um, maybe they don't know. Mm. So my very first one, God, must have been back in two thousand eleven or something. I can't remember the exact dates. Was actually telling them. Yeah. You know, and it seemed to fall on deaf, deaf ears. I seemed to, you know, I had the impression that. Maybe the the, the powers that be, they knew all of this in the first place, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know that. But I was certainly making them aware. Yeah. Um, But yes, now I would go because, you know, I knew things weren't right and I was trying to put these points across, Mm. uh, which I would do at the end when you have any other questions. Mm. Um, But I would go there. So what happened at this particular meeting, and I think it was recorded um, on video, I was asked to leave. by the acting CEO at the time, as I'm no longer a member. Uh, to which I replied, "Well, well I am. I've, I've only paid my subs. I said a, a week or so ago. I'm absolutely up to date." Mm. No, it's you've been. I think something. I was voted that I was expelled, and I'm not a member anymore. And I had to leave. No. Uh, uh, which by I, who? Uh, I think it was Stephen Burke at the time. But who voted? Okay. Oh, it was. It was the the committee. Actually, there was one chap who I, I didn't know. Uh, never met, mm. uh, who was one of the committee who actually resigned um, because of that decision before the meeting. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and that was Mr. Linklater. I've still never met him, but if he's listening, you know, thank you and Ian Linklater. Yes, hello to you for listening. Um, to him. Yeah, yeah, he he left on that. I wish he hadn't actually, but um, mm. yeah, that uh, that happened.
0: So they so before that AGM. Yeah, there was a meeting that came. Well, the, the, so I'm uh, a Behind yeah. the scenes so meeting. I'm not involved in that. I know. No, you're no, for what's sure. For sure. But at that meeting, it was voted that you should be removed as, a, yes, a, as member a member of the British Association. Yes. And then you turned up at the EGM, and then they chucked you out.
2: Or it the AGM. Uh, yeah. meeting.
1: It was a meeting. Yeah, and I was asked to but I refused to leave. Okay. And um, I had, you know, some several uh, friends in there and people that uh, I had some people that knew nothing about any of this mm. that. Uh, that also thought this was completely wrong. How can you throw a member out, who, mm. you know, just there and then, at the, at, right at that moment? Yeah. You know, I've had no warning. I've had no um, chance to defend myself. You know, at any disciplinary hearing, I was just yeah. told there and then.
0: I would have thought that there is a procedure that, that gets Absolutely. followed, isn't
1: <laughs> there? There would be, I'm sure. And, uh, but I, no, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have a disciplinary hearing or chance to defend myself or anything. But mm-hmm. that, that was the the bottom line. I was now no longer a member. mm mm-hmm. Um, so that's what happened, and so that was part of the case.
0: All right. So we were just interrupted by the UPS man, but let's uh, let's carry on. So
1: yeah. So that was part of the case was getting my membership reinstated. Yeah. So that was also why I was having to go to court uh, because you needed your membership. You needed court. the MOU and not the qualifications that
0: you qualified exactly. with years ago. Yeah.
1: Well, not only did I need uh, the MOU stamp, I now I'm not a member. Yeah. Um, so I haven't got a licence to do anything mm. um, so yeah I, where do you go from there mm. um, yeah, I had to go to court. Yeah. and so uh, that, that's what happened uh, Basie being a Scottish company uh, you have to go to Scotland mm-hmm. so um, I had a Scottish legal team and uh, I had a QC senior, junior solicitor, advocate um, mm. the, the, the whole works because this was incredibly important and I needed to get my license
2: mm-hmm. back
1: uh, and be able to to do what I do, do my job. Um, I also wrote, at the same time, a complaint uh, about what had happened to me with Basie to the ISIA, mm-hmm. uh, who, I have to say, were extremely helpful, um, really very supportive, mm. and they suggested that I also join another association All right. um, as well. Uh, which I duly did, and I had some assistance in doing that from one of the Italian instructors who was working for us at the time, and I joined the uh, Piemonte College uh, in Italy and became uh, an Italian qualified ski instructor. I'd forgotten about this.
0: Yes, you are qualified, the Italian, but then... Well, yeah. Should we go off on this tangent? We'll put a pause on the Scottish... Court case, now you have to tell me about the Italian bit.
1: Well, the, that was that was great. You have to go through, you have to, you know, send in all your qualifications, and um, uh, which I did, and my history, uh, which was obviously went to uh, a government-based source to start with, to mm-hmm. see if you were actually of a level to then go through, which I did that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had an Italian trainer. Uh, During the beginning of that season come over here to spend the day with me and we were up on the slopes and he was going through the bronze silver gold progression that they have in Italy uh, with me and obviously just checking out my level yeah and um, that was all signed off and Mm -hmm. done and uh, I duly took a while but I duly became uh, a Maestro de Ski which was great and I received my card with my MOU stamp which was (laughs) fantastic Yeah, unfortunately, um, Mr. Renouf again wrote to the Italians telling them that they shouldn't have done that and that I wasn't entitled to it. Uh, which was again, was in what (laughs) way, in what
0: justification would you not be entitled for it if a man has come over and checked your level?
1: Well, because again, the Italian Association, in fairness to them, were actually defending my case to start with, right? Um, but um he was putting across that I hadn't taken the Euro test right. again, which they weren't concerned about because I'd passed before that day, yeah. uh, but it came up that, um, I, I, I don't know why, that, that this was, there was a reason.
2: Oh, hang on.
0: All right, so.
1: We were at the Italian. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I'd applied for that, received it, and then um, Mr. Anouf had written to the Italians to tell them that I shouldn't be given it and wasn't entitled to it, uh, which was a great shame.
0: Uh, what was his justification for that?
1: That I hadn't done the Euro test. Okay. And so, right. uh, but the, as I say, the Italians were very supportive. Uh, but ultimately, it, it that I wasn't issued that further. So I did have the card for that season and the yeah. membership number, but uh, they had to bow down to what Basie was saying. Because Basie, after all, are my home nation. Mm. They were my uh, association and uh, so they had to uh, listen to what, what, was being, uh, what was being told to them and what, what they were being advised. So yeah, great shame. that.
0: So that's all right. So that's twice that that gentleman's name's come up, uh, which is interesting. Um, all right. So then Italian tangent done. So we go back to the AGM, uh, sorry, back to the court case with Bayesley. Yes. Excuse me. So we were looking at. So you're in court now. You're taking Bailey to court because they didn't issue you with a membership.
1: Yes, they didn't issue me with the MOU stamp, and they'd taken my membership away. Yeah. So um, first of all, it, it, it was that the membership was reinstated fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the very first court hearing, uh, I think they they. R- realised the error of their ways there, that I hadn't even been given a right to a, anything, yeah. to, to a case. So that, I was reinstated, and they did announce that. Uh, so that was a great relief. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd been a member <coughs> since I was 16. Uh, mm. So, uh, you know, it was very important to me. Uh, so that was reinstated. Well, especially if they take
0: over. away your livelihood, well, it's not a livelihood, but, you know, they're issuing you with a, a licence, you know, I'm I do license in air quotes because yeah. it's just a bit of paper, right? That, that says, but that's where your qualifications that that the MOU stamp is based on, right? Okay. You take that, pull that away, that rug away from under you, you. You're taking away your living, in effect. Yes. Okay.
1: So now it's the case to answer is for my MOU stamp, and Bays's defence uh, of why they weren't giving me the MOU stamp was that I hadn't received uh, the um, God. What's the word? I said it earlier with you, the exemption. Yes. I hadn't been given the exemption, um, and uh, which I knew I had been. Mm. Uh, I'd been in contact uh, with Ray Morris, who was the CEO of Baysy at the time, yeah. uh, over several months and years, actually, uh, trying to get this resolved, mm-hmm. and uh, why my name had been on the original list and somehow ended up being taken off it. Yeah, know, that's we right. We talked about earlier. Right. yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, I had to go to court. And that was it. So there's, there's bases, defences that I hadn't received the exemption. Our case, my case was, yes, I had. Mm. Um, so, and I'm yeah. perfectly entitled to it. So I was the first witness. So uh, I've, you know, basically saying much of what I've just said to you.
0: So this is, uh, so at this point now that you're in a, the, a court
1: Oh, well, very high court. A high court in High in court in Edinburgh. It's not a judge, it's a lordship, his lordship. <coughs> yeah. Uh, Lord, um, Lord Pentland, actually, right. is overseeing this case. And um, so after my turn, I've seen a lot of the information uh, that, that Basie have had, as they have to give us all that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second witness was Mr. Morris himself, who yeah. was the CEO at the time. And of course, he was asked by my uh, QC what, uh, you know, what this was about and why I hadn't received the exemption, uh, to which the, the court was told that I had. Hmm. And uh, my uh, my QC asked, well, are you sure? And he said, well, yes, because I gave it to him. You know, <laughs> I was the CEO acting at the time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, that was that was my, my QC didn't need to say any more. Then it was their turn, Bays' turn, and they were saying, well, are you sure, Mr. Morris? Are you? Could you be mistaken? And he said, well, no, no. And Lord Pentland intervened in the end to say, look, it's been made perfectly clear. Um, that, mm. You know, he was given the exemption. It, you know, it's been made perfectly clear to me. Now, yeah. Have you got any other questions other than, are you sure? Mm. Uh, and uh, we then all had a recess for 15 minutes whilst uh, we thought things were actually going to get resolved. The lawyers were going to chat amongst themselves and this would all get resolved and I'd walk away with my MOU stamp and this case would be over. Um, But unfortunately um, it wasn't. Uh, Much to the uh, great uh, surprise and shock even of my legal team, um, Basie wanted to continue the case uh, as they we were putting forward that Mr. Morris was actually uh, mistaken, mm. let's put it politely, yeah. that he was mistaken and he also had um, a grievance uh, to bear with Basie for some reason, and mm. that uh, what, what was being said was actually a mistake. Uh, and so they wanted to continue with the case. So uh, Lord Pentland looked for his earliest date. Uh, that uh, he could reconvene and the date he was given by his assistant I think his usher was sometime in April right. and I can remember him saying no we're not going to reconvene then because we don't want Mr Butler to miss another ski season mm. we need to, to do it before then uh, and he actually said when have I got a day off and uh, he was told it was some date in November he said right that's when we're coming in this, will, right. in, this will only take a short short time is that convenient for everyone? Uh, So we were told yes, and we were going to come back, whatever that date was in November. Yeah. Uh, Before that happened, we actually received the judgment from France on our case for the administrative court, which we had won. And so um, it was then revealed to me by my legal team that it was impossible uh, to have two cases now. To, to achieve the same goal yeah and that his lordship might dismiss the case uh, because uh, I can now work in France
0: yes okay you know,
1: I can now work so why do I need this case so it might be dismissed mm. so there was a chance it might be dismissed in which case if it was I could be liable for cost um, but if it was run and he decided to run it he said you know you' you're very likely to just win this case mm-hmm. um, but my, my QC said, you know, we'd, we'd never have gone into this to try and cause damage or any harm to Basie. Yeah. Uh, and I've never done that. It, to be for me, it's been the people running the association mm. that have been the problem, not the association itself. If you can, do you understand? No, I you do understand. Yeah. So that was never the case, and I, I certainly didn't want to do that. Um, and so it was agreed that the, we would, you know, both parties would drop hands, and we would just settle and go our separate ways and not continue with the case. And um, that's what we did.
0: Okay, all right. So at that point, you've you've kind of shook hands on the on and said, okay, Mexican standoff. We're all we'll both walk away. Yeah. No one sues anyone. No one's liable for it. We both cover our own costs. Yes. More lawyer costs. And that's the end of that That matter because the French decision supersedes. Yes. Well, the, the, the other decision. Dave,
1: all I wanted to do was just be able to get back on the slopes teaching people again. Mm. That was my one and only aim, and I've got that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was I was okay with that. Okay. Um, although, subsequently, the French appealed that decision. <laughs> of so course I they was, did. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm then in the situation where I've, you know, dropped hands and walked away from the Basie case. To and get you can't power. bring that one I again. I can't bring it back up again. Yeah. And I'm in the situation where I can work... And I've won the case, but it's been appealed. And if that appeal is uh, uh, comes through and, it, and they win, I'm stuffed. Mm. You know, I can't go back to Bayesian. I've lost in France. Yeah. So, you know, I was in a difficult position. But fortunately, that hasn't happened. No, okay. no. It, we're okay.
0: Okay. And so here
1: we are. Here we are.
0: So here we are back again. So you're teaching in France. Yes. Your team here comprises of what? Is it? Are you now with this blend of Austrians and... Yes. and
1: yeah, I've got um, one I, of the Britt uh, uh, Jay, who you've met yeah. um, She's ISTD and I've got uh, Slovenian uh, I have another ISTD uh, and I have an Austrian uh, chap, uh, Richie and that's our team mm-hmm. I'm looking to get some of our old team um, back out uh, for individual weeks, the ones that have been victorious in court. Yeah. So I'm looking to do that on particular weeks. I haven't decided which ones yet, but I just want to uh, get them back out uh, when, when we're busy or when mm. I'm away uh, to take uh, my place um, to just use, you know, we've fought hard for this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I want, you know, to them to be able to come back and, and realise what, uh, what they've
0: achieved. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And that's quite the vindication, isn't it? Hmm. Now, I think that covers a, a quite a detailed, factual account of what we've done. There's no real opinion in there in terms of what we've done. Now, where does that... Doesn't it, it leaves Bayesley British Association in quite an awkward spot, isn't it? Because, well, because all of their advice, you read their website, all of their advice, there's no mention of the Declaration of Progress or whatever, yeah. you know, and... and Let's say I was still that um, still trying to go down that path and I know them because I'm impl- I've, impl- I've employed guys this season wrecking themselves Sli- yeah. you know hammering themselves down Alpdues you know falling over in ruts and breaking ACLs and all this sort of yeah. stuff and all these guys that have gone before have got ruined knees yeah, spending so all this training spending the fortune they've got to do it and also to achieve you know the, the, the level 4 technical level which was only added in because the French wanted it. Um, does it. Leave them in a difficult spot. This well, sort of it does. I'm it's, it's put them in an awkward spot. It does because in terms of you know, you've what got, they're selling many, to the membership.
1: How many people have put themselves through this? Mm. Um, <coughs> spent huge amounts of money, and, and most of which actually don't get it. Yeah, uh, it does. But there's a. I'm getting the feel there's a bit of a new regime happening in Beijing now I know people have have left or you know been dismissed or whatever I don't know what's happened but people have left yeah Uh, there's still one chap I think in place that um, we've mentioned but uh, I think needs to be uh, to leave as well but I've listened to a few of these um, uh, videos of the you know the the meetings that Mm. we've had recently and uh, I get the impression that there's there's a new regime now and, and for me I'd like to give them a chance Hmm. The, new, the new guys there. I'd like to give them a chance and see if they can take up this and uh, and, and move with it.
0: Well, especially um, to see what they do with this decision, yes. right? The the, the latest the, exactly. the thing, you know, come February when that that document that you have is rubber stamped. Yes. That's what? what, what that's when that will be the the decision time, right? Is it yeah. what happens well, no to the British Association then?
1: That we've we've got the decision decision mm. times now. That's just the lower court uh, that was waiting for that high. Okay. So we, we've got it now. What I would like to see happen is for uh, Basie to to get as many members as as want to as wish to uh, work in in France to get their dossiers in mm. uh, before Brexit. Oh yeah. I don't feel we're getting enough information about this. You know, Brexit is going to have an enormous effect on British instructors. Now, my case, um, it, it's fantastic for ski instructors mm-hmm. from all nationalities within the EU. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, absolutely. I, I want... Our British guys to benefit from it. You know, mm. I've got nothing against all those other nations, the Dutch and the civilians. Great, they can all use that case to come in and be able to work. Mm. Um, but let's, uh, we, we're the guys that are, are, are actually going to be leaving the EU. And after that deadline, after that date, if you get your dossier in, then it's mm. too late. Yeah. You know, the, the, the French administration are quite within their rights to say, just send it back and say, sorry, you know, th- breaks it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, we can't do this anymore. So, mm. um, under no obligation to accept it yeah but if you get it in before if you get it in before you are in the system before that date we are members of the eu we come under that jurisdiction get the dossier in Mm. so i urge all members to do that as soon as possible we've got till january the, the 31st that's not long no um and you need that dossier in could i also say dave and i'm not trying to promote or advertise anyone but if you go through the the, the website to do it um they're still obviously taking their information yeah. from the very people that we've been in court against yes yeah so yes. it's it, it's not going to be the right information no now hopefully that will change let's let's see these new guys in charge on the committee New chairman, let's give them a chance. Mm. Uh, but certainly if you go onto the French website, it's all Euro test. You, You're going to, it's a line to nowhere. It's a dead end. Mm. Yeah. Go through Jean-Yves Lapayre, um, but I've never pronounced his surname It's correctly. impossible
0: to pronounce his name. Yes,
1: I know. <laughs> I know. Go through him. It's uh, France plein air. Yeah, and uh, that is the way forward. Please put a link on the notes to Johnny. He will. You'll need to join that association. It's only Mm. a few euros, but he will create your dossier. And it's not, you know, it's not an easy process. You have got a, a, an awful lot of things that you have to have yeah. and fill in. But every member from two upwards will have that. Mm. Um, so there, there's all sorts of other things you have to, to have. You know, yeah. obviously, same as us, medical certificates and these sorts mm-hmm. of things. But get it all into him at ASAP and he will do it the right way. Yeah. yeah? And you will get registered. And mm. that's what I'd like to see Basie doing, telling the members this. Yeah. The latest information I've had from Basie is that they don't want to comment because there's a decision coming out sometime in the spring. Mm. That's too late. Yeah. The decision, the main decision has been made. Yeah. It's now, it's current. Please, let's get those members in.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with you, and I will link link uh, people to to some way of contacting Jean-Yves because... Uh, like I say, he's, he's been successful with, with you. What you say about the declaration process is accurate. Um, and, and yeah, and, and it's very important. I think it's, it's important that people know that it's very, very hard to get that process correct yourself. It's exactly what you said earlier. Like if it's not perfect when it goes in, they don't need any no. any second chance to send that dossier back to you, right? So let's, yeah, that that Go through go through a professional. In essence, doesn't cost very much. The documents in themselves aren't very difficult to get or put together. Um, I know this, you know, through having uh, also done it myself. So, yeah, um, yeah, okay, perfect. And then, yeah, like I say, the proof will be in the pudding to see how the advice from the British Association changes, absolutely, or or doesn't, or I doesn't, because that that that's the accusation that could be levelled to them. In a sort of, in in the not in this new environment, that I I also like the direction that they seem to be going. Yes, um, but in the old environment, it looks very much like, to me, certain vested interests would go along with the advice that the French
1: were giving them. We're giving, yeah, yeah, Yeah? absolutely, and you know that isn't that isn't the way we want to carry on. We are an association of all the members, no matter what level. Mm. You know, I've had problems with people spying on me on the slopes when I wasn't able to teach, trying to find out that I was teaching, which I never was. Mm. Um, People taking pictures of me and reporting back. You know, our CEO at the time writing letters saying they've spotted me teaching. It's disgraceful, Mm. absolutely disgraceful. I've seen you know other members watching each other and telling them they shouldn't be able to teach. It's awful. Mm. Let's work together you know, that's what we should be doing. Yeah. And, you know, certainly in the past, and obviously everything moves on, but there are some things from the past which were so much better. You know, if I saw somebody with a, a Basie badge up, you'd go over and shake hands, yeah, how are yeah, you doing? Yeah. Maybe have a drink later. Hi, great. Now it seems that we're all sort of spying on each other and trying to report somebody. That's, that's awful. It mm. is absolutely tragic. Let's get away from that. I hope and I get an impression that that is where the new direction of BASE is going, and I very much hope so. Okay. And to the new chairman, and let's see that if that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like their ideas. I have to say, at the moment, it does seem. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Good. All right. Now can we can we humanise Simon a little bit? Can we ask you a little bit about something else? You know. Yeah. You do a lot of masters racing. I did. Or well, you have done I since have your, done. your your, I your loved operation. It. Yeah, I love it. Tell me, how, did you you race you raced when you, uh, you were you younger? No, no. Okay, I was, so you got into this recently?
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, I've been skiing since I was six. Um, I was at uh, Sandown Park, which was great for me. Okay. The dry slope. I was there every night after school, huh. and uh, I used to do all my holidays in the Alps somewhere. Yeah. And um, I took my basic exams. I was sixteen in the December, and I passed in the January. So, and then I was off and away I just went straight off and uh, yeah I've been doing it you know full time since then uh, I got into you've racing. never done
0: anything else that skiing's your life yep. yes.
1: yeah I do lots of other sports I love it yeah. love it all but um, that, that's been it and I got into the racing uh, a few years ago uh, having turned 50 mm. I thought I'd give that a go and uh, I just wish I did it earlier I absolutely <laughs> loved it and um, yeah I was. Uh, uh, I, apparently I looked good but I was just slow no, oh, it's so, all about looking good. Yeah. I'm with you on that? So but I'm now trying to funnily enough work out of all the things I've been trying to do, all this precision and almost looking like a robot skin structure. I'm just trying to get rid of that yeah. which is probably going to be impossible. And to just think about trying to get fast. But yeah. I had a hip replacement and I've had a few bad injuries on shoulders and things and I haven't raced for two years. But I'm determined to get back to it the following season. Okay. But my main focus is my children and their racing which is uh, far more important than mine yeah let's talk about
0: saying. that because your kids uh, you, they just we just i just met them uh, they're lovely um met your whole family now actually yeah. uh, and the dog um yeah. which is great and uh, they they are they've just come back from pilar training there
1: yeah they've just had a couple of days there I unfortunately couldn't go uh, but they've been over there for two days. They've got a race there uh, early next month. So it was a, a great opportunity to train on the uh, the piece they're going to be racing on. Okay, uh, they're, they're back uh, training. We'll probably have a day off tomorrow and then we'll be back training, you know, from now on all, all week. We, have a, we bring a, a teacher to continue with their education. Their oh, academic. really? We bring a teacher over here for the season. Um, so they have their academic stuff in the mornings. Yeah. And I'm out... Uh, scheme of my guests yeah and then i finish i do a morning session i come down we have lunch and then we all go off training oh wow
0: so they're homeschooled in effect
1: they're homeschooled in the mornings here yeah um
0: during the summer they during the summer they're back at their school their regular school
1: and we have time off and obviously summer holidays to get out and do our snow training oh wow we had about oh, no, not about exactly we had uh nine weeks on snow during the off season this year Good yeah, yeah no a... they're going very well it's a great journey we're loving the journey yeah uh, hopefully it, it goes you know where we want it to but it's uh, we're going to enjoy the whole process how does the
0: uh, how does the academic side there must be other people in your situation i think that's really interesting so how does that the 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 sort of i'm at school six months of the year and then the other six months i'm kind of well doing that, my own thing do, do, do they i suppose i want to say do they keep up like, i mean is, oh yeah
1: yeah very, the, the schools are great Mm. So what happens? It's, there are three terms yeah. at, at school. So they're there for the the term from Easter holiday. You know, when we go back from Easter holidays, yeah. they're there until the summer holidays, and then the well, I forget what that term is called, the one going into Christmas. So they they oh, do yeah, two term. terms, Michaelmas term, isn't it? Or Lent. Anyway, they do those two terms. Yeah. And then the third term, the one from January through to April for Easter, they're here. Oh, okay. And so our uh, teacher that we have here. Um, she goes to both of their schools, yeah, and links up with their head teachers and gets the curriculum for that term oh, right. from all their individual teachers, oh, wow. and she brings it out, and that's what they do. Yeah so yeah they do that some days for example you know we might get a, a miserable day that's pouring with rain and rather than half day they'll do a whole a day, whole day yeah, and okay. then uh, we've also got other days where we've got some fantastic conditions and i've got a, a piece that we've we've got permission to use and i can get the gates on yeah. and we'll go all day oh, okay you know, so it's a bit swings and roundabouts and because she's just with us it's very adaptable yeah so as long as we can get those hours in each week um that's what we do i think there's a
0: lot of dead time in schools in general anyway so i think you know a morning solid morning you probably get quite a lot done anyway they're not
1: doing PE in games yeah yeah. they're not having their break yeah you know so we're we're getting in just about enough and and we've gone into the schools when they've gone back uh to find out how they're doing and because we've been doing this a number of years now and they've been very happy. They've said, okay. you know, actually, if anything, they're, they're up. So oh, um, we're, wow. we're, there's no problem. We can continue like this and you can keep it up, then uh, they're happy.
0: That's a great way of doing it, isn't it? Mm. Okay. Oh, well, that's uh, some useful information for uh, anyone else out there that's in a similar situation.
2: Yeah.
0: Ah. That's almost a variation on those sort of sports calls that they've got. Isn't it? Um, there's some in the valet, I know, and there must be some in Austria as well. Like if you're selected yes. at a certain level, yeah. you have to go to a special school where they do And they do, it. there academics. are some clubs that are doing it. Um,
1: yeah. you know, they've just come from doing a bit of training with BSA over in yeah. Hila, yeah. Um, you know, who are fantastic. And yeah. Malcolm runs that, and they do a great job. Yeah. Um, and the kids go out there and stay and they have their education and, and come back. We can't go over there because it's just a bit too far to go all the time, through the tunnel and back. For and sure, to, yeah. And back, so we're, we're doing it here.
0: Huh? Okay, and so in terms of um, plans for the future of the business, I suppose now all this is behind you. I'm jumping back into the, the topic of this. What? what how, how do we? How do we? How do you carry on from here? So you, you, you're, you're presumably you're going to build your business back up to where? Well,
1: yeah, not really though now because um, my focus is predominantly. With uh, obviously on the business, but with uh, with the kids, and as they're getting older, yeah, um, uh, that's becoming more and more important. Yeah. So I don't actually want to get back and get any larger so again. It's a I nice need size. Time. Yeah. And I'm actually spending less time and handing it over to others to do, so I can be more focused on on their training and uh, yeah and they're racing that's that's really where my journey is going with them now how
0: does that how, how does that sit with you this sort of sort of handing off of responsibility kind yeah, of thing right. is it, is, is it I suppose it's some tough to do ago, sometimes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: it's difficult at times because it's something you've built up, but no, it's it's good. And, you know, when you've got... Uh, like, I used to manage all the hotel and all of that mm. sort of thing, which uh, was chaos. Mm. You know, when you've got people that are better at doing something than you, let them get on with it. And, uh,
0: <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> and
1: that's it, and that's what I do. And mm. um, so I just... All I really do now is just uh, my little bit of teaching on the slopes Okay. Uh, and let other people run this. And uh, I'll probably wind that down even more mm. as I'm focusing more on, on the children. So,
2: oh, yeah. cool.
0: That's great. All right. Um, well, as far as I'm concerned, I think I've, you've given me all the the answers and we've got a document on record for, for you know, what we wanted to say. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, like I say, I'll let us um, will you you will come back to me when we have you know that those, those cards yeah, and stuff drop yeah. through the Well I'll give you an update post, but yeah please do and um, but for now we, we also do everyone everyone has a chance to kind of promote their, their, their business on my, my podcast so is anything you want to promote now's a good time and tell me where to where, yeah. where to get in touch with we're you We're
1: sbski.com mm-hmm. we're based in Mijev um, if anyone is interested like to come yeah we're we're here
0: Okay, and we'll also link uh, also to Jean-Pierre uh, for anyone who wants to get in touch with him. Yeah, Jean-Yves. Oh, my oh God, yeah, Jean-Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's difficult. <laughs> oh, jean no. Yes.
1: Lapierre. I know, it's
0: tricky. Sorry, Jean-Yves. I
1: can't <laughs> spell it correctly either.
0: No, it's not easy. It's not easy. But luckily, yeah, and for all those speaking to him, he, he speaks beautiful English, so uh, yeah, no problem. Good, all right, Simon, thank you no, thank so you much. Coming. It's Pleasure been really, really cool, and I'm glad we've managed
2: to do this. So, see you.